peace love and elevation and welcome back to another episode of string of pearls podcast and i am your host Karina Aylen. if you don't know now you know and if you're just tuning in for the first time um, i just want to say thank you for um just connecting to me, feeling the need, um, and following intuitively because there's so many podcasts out here and, you know, it's just so many, but I feel like when we choose one, cause even for me, if I am looking for a podcast and I choose one, I really feel like it's an intuitive choice. So for all my new listeners or people that are just coming here for the first time, thank you for following your intuition. And I, I, I know that if you're listening to this episode, it is divinely guided specifically for you. Now, as I always um, start out each of my episodes, I would just like to let you know that I always start out with a mantra or just an affirmation for this episode because the affirmations help me to connect to the divine to get the message flowing, to get it through. So let's take a moment to get this affirmation. And so I am divine masculine. I move with morals, principles, ethics. I don't give up easily. I am the strength of my family. Again, I am the divine masculine. I have morals, ethics, a sense of self, I'm even adding that in there. So listen, sometimes I got to go like that. So let me get it together. I am the divine masculine. I move with a sense of morals, ethics, principles. I am my family's strength. I am uncorruptible. I am the divine masculine. I've moved with a sense of moral aptitude, ethics. I don't cave. I am my family's strength. I am indestructible. Period. I can't even like, look, look, that I was feeling that. It was like I started out and then I'm like, so, so that's what it is. I am divine masculine. I've moved with a sense of morals, ethics. I have a strong moral value. That's what I'm saying. I am the strength of my family. I am uncorruptible, indestructible. I am uncorruptible. I am undestructible. I am my family's strength. All right. <sighs> um, as I as I talk about this, right? Um, 
I'm going to tell you my journey, right? So things is always, this is messages are divine for me. And I get on this podcast and I'm, I, I don't get on here and I'm just not like picking and choosing. Oh, what should I talk about this? But no, my life guides me. My dear, because I'm, I'm aware of my surroundings and my environments. And it's always teaching me because my journey here on this earth is to le learn the lessons, to be aware enough, to learn lessons, to listen, to just pay attention to the signs. So as I'm on this journey, my daily life is a lesson. As I, as I go through my days, I'm always looking for the signs of what I'm supposed to pay attention to, right? Now, this week has been um, an interesting week for me. Um, on a personal tip, I had a very interesting week with the divine masculine energy that was coming through to me to wake me up, to tell me, hey, hear us, hear us. And my daughter, so it all, you know, the messages always come through the babes. They say through the mouth of babes, but it's not what she said, it's what she did. So my daughter, she is um, a ballet dancer and she had her first performance, solo performance, uh, this week and the performance was to James Brown um, A Man's World now it's an old song but her teacher is uh, you know she is a, a elder um, so she's been doing this performance for over 20 something years almost almost 30 years the dance instructor so she knows this this is this is a, a performance she does every year for the public but for me it was new because this is my first year with my daughter and they were she so she performed a man's world um my by James Brown and it was her and another another a man that had did the performance together and they did an amazing job and, you know, I watched it, but, you know, I'm in the space and it was performance stage and I watched it, but it wasn't the performance that got to me. It was the words. So I was thinking, you know, I was going to get back into mothers and divine masculine and just the strength of the one of a woman, of a mother. That's what I was once again on my schedule. Oh, this is what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to dive back into that. But in my meditation, right? As I was taking a meditation, ancestral connections came and I was focused on my, my, my father's lineage, you know, because I know a lot of times we focus on our mothers because our mothers are the ones closest to us. So in our journeys and our healing and all that stuff, a lot of times we focus on the, the mothers, especially divine feminine. We have a tendency to focus on our mothers, but we never really focus on our fathers, you know, and I didn't grow up with my father, but it's not even about that. It's not the journey for myself or growing up, but I always want to dig into, I want to get deeper into the roots of things, understanding. And as I went into this meditation, compassion, the words compassion just flooded me. Remember to be compassionate for all people at all levels of themselves, because sometimes this world will leave you with no compassion. You know, it desensitizes you. I live in New York City and it desensitizes you. And let me tell you, New York City is ground zero for everything. Anything that happens, we're the most traumatized 
city in the world, right? And I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that back because we know there's places that are war bitten, so that doesn't take away from that. But I'm saying on a day to day basis, on things that when something really big happens in the world, um, in America, and I, I'm not gonna say world. But we, we are a part of that devastation that the world gets. So when there's certain things that happen in the world or in, in our country, in America, it's like them again. You know what I mean? Them again. New York City is always, always the heart of everything. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go into that, but I'm just saying that's where I live. So we're a little desensitized you know, we're PTSD. This city is the most PTSD of all cities in the country because of all of the things that has happened to us and because we always persevere. You know, you think about a war, right? And um, warriors that keep getting sent back. And that's why I said I use PTSD to, to explain the vibration of my city. We are a city that constantly has things happening to it on a world, on a world scale. Um, but we persevere, we come back stronger. And that's one thing I can say about being a New Yorker. We don't fold in the elders that are here in New York. Let me tell you, they're not going nowhere. They like, look, if this is our city, we ain't going. It ain't it ain't over until it's over. You know what I mean? So this week has been an interesting week. I've had uh this there was um some wildfires in Canada and they sent out this uh this like orange haze smoke that came to new york city and uh because once again new york city and not, not to say the other places weren't affected but new york city right now on the scale was measuring one of the worst air qualities in the whole world so yeah that's where i'm at <laughs> and that's where people that this was post-covid people that are still recovering from being uh, the epicenter of the pandemic in the world once again with the highest death toll in the world once again um, but we are constantly overpopulated regardless of what the hell happens to us so that goes to show you the strength of this city that no matter the devastation and what happens to this city we, they keep persevering, right? So I'm, I'm starting to get out of on my imagination scale, on my connection scale. So I, I have a tendency to think that New York City is the black man. All right, and this is my connection. I have no, no I have a tendency to feel that New York is representative of the black man and the perseverance of a black man of a black people. I just got that, you know what I mean? Because I, I didn't want to jump into that, but when I have it in my in my head and I'm flowing, this is the, if you first listening to me, this is the flow. New York City is the black man and it carries the burdens of a black man in this country. And that's why this city is indestructible. Right?
first of all, it was built by black hands. So there we go right now. So I'm flowing right now because we say, oh, New York City, this financial district, it's rich, it's just whatever. No, let's go to the history of New York City. New York City was built by black hands. All right. The grounds, and, I, and, I, and it's crazy because next week I have to, my daughter's is African burial ground in New York City. And African burial ground, if you don't know about it, it's downtown Manhattan. And it is a burial ground that was discovered. I, I don't remember, and that's why I said, don't quote me, do your own research. But, and I learned about this in college. So it wasn't shocking that for my daughter's performance, they're going to be performing it at the African burial grounds. The ma a man's world, James Brown, should be doing that performance. But this is why New York City is divine masculine. And this is why New York City is the black man. It was built by black hands. You know what I mean? And when we go down a history of in New York City, and I'm just saying this because I have a tree that I hang out at. If y'all go on my website, my um, YouTube or my podcast, or I mean my Instagram, sorry, you will see me hanging out at this tree. And this tree is indigenous, New York tree, right? Native American. So we know that before it was discovered, this was native, this was Native American grounds, this city. It's, it's lots of Native American um, connections. So it's not just the city, the whole North America, not North America, North America indigenously had the Native Americans and specifically in New York. So we're not talking about the white men and the power and the um, other things. Like I said, I'm trying to keep this very simple for you. I'm not going into this because there can be different. You might throw at me, well, this and this and that. No, we're talking about historically the facts, ancient artifacts, actually. New York City. First of all, it had indigenous Native Americans here. Second of all, after that, black slaves were here and they built this city. So when the white man says, oh yeah, yeah, whatever the plan was over here in New York City, black hands helped build it. Black men helped build this city. So you're wondering why it's not destructible because it, it was built by black. This is black masculine. This is black energy that this city is holding energetically wise sometimes in this journey i learn i know when, when i have an intention to connect to understand things better i will connect to my ancestors and i know them better than i knew them when they were on this earth because on this earth they were learning their lessons they didn't know how to communicate there was a lot of things so i never got to know my grandfather in his physical but ancestral wise he came through he this is not the first time he's came through this is like he came through to me and he's got he's he's guiding me through this conversation because it's needed. You know what I mean? And I'm 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 grateful for him and his energy that I'm I'm connecting because he's helping me with this. Um he got my attention this morning. Um about the the masculine the man's journey right so let me jump in and and i was like oh i should keep it simplified about men about how the pain the struggle of men but no i said i can't i said i can't spirit wouldn't let me say he, spirit wouldn't let me keep this uh on a diverse scale 
spirit wouldn't be all inclusive for this is to pay attention to your black man pay attention to him pay attention you put the word out for him because yes we're empowering the black the divine feminine this is her time but let me tell you something about the black man the black man's intention was never to take his woman's power away the black man's intention was always to hold his woman in a light, right? He never, he never had intentions to take her strength, power, wisdom, intuition. He never tried to corner that. He knew what his woman was. He knew how important his woman's guidance was. Black men didn't come to dim our lights. They didn't come to take away from us. <sighs> now I'm gonna take a, a minute because I I get emotional because I get emotional because I'm getting somewhere and I want I want to really explain things on a level where um so you don't think I'm just jumping around. But this is, this is this, it hits my womb center. This morning, my heart and my womb is activated in this conversation. And as I as I take this journey, I want to say, I didn't know my grandmother and my grandfather on my father's side, but I'm I feel their love for each other. I feel their love for each other aside from anything else that was the first thing i felt when i started to connect to my grandmother and my grandfather so i felt the love i felt the pain my grandfather he was a, a veteran he was a warrior he was a marine and any of my family that's listening y'all know who i'm talking about um but as i take this journey and I'm trying to keep this so impersonal because it's a message. It's it's not my message though. It's a message because I had to let you know what type of man my grandfather was. He was a man man. All right. So this is not about my grandfather, but I'm connecting the dots now because I needed to let you know he was a warrior and he fought for this country, right? He, he volunteered. He wasn't drafted. He volunteered to fight for this country. Not because of, 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 I don't know why, but not because of a draft. I had to let that be known. He volunteered for his family. This was an option for them as a family to have a better life is what I'm, what I understand. All right. Now, let's get back to this Black Hands Burial Grounds. Because if you're listening to me for the first time, you know, I get some please. Listen, I get some please. At the end of this, you'll be like, okay, I get it. But I hop around a lot because if I'm connected to the message, sometimes I got to stop and take a, a, a little back route to uh to discuss something to explain something but it's all interconnected the conversation is still going to get the message is still going to come through so african burial grounds all right these the burial grounds are 
of people that lost their lives in building the city, right? So they never had burials. There was like mass graves downtown New York City of black bodies, yes. Wall Street, the financial district is built was built over black bodies. And so now, like I said, historically, you gotta go and do that research, but I'm letting you know that is what you're talking about right now. Now, and it's interesting because we got the African burial grounds, got these black bodies historically built over there. We got 9-11 uh, also in that area. So we know what type of energy that, that we're working with in New York City, downtown, right? But keep in mind, this New York City is masculine this is a masculine energy and its strength and its perseverance right <sighs> so I, I said i had to have a great deal of compassion the universe said oh, don't forget compassion daughter you have to be compassionate for all levels of people not just the ones that you just have to have compassion your compassion for me, it can't be a choice of who you give it to. My lesson for me, you have to have compassion all the time. You have to give the compassion out. Okay? That, that's, what the, that's what that message was for me. Because I've lacked compassion this week in certain instances. I lacked certain, you know, I, I, I'm a very morally, morally, I'm very, very, I'm very like, listen, this is morally, this is what we got to do. You know what I mean? And I became that on my journey to understand like morally, right or wrong, you know, we got to stay on the right side. When you know better, you do better. But I had to hold a lot of compassion um, for our black men specifically. Like I said, I couldn't, this, this conversation could not. And if you're listening and you're not a black man, cool. There's still a message in here for you. Um, but this is about my black men right now because we were talking about divine feminine. We're talking about black women, destruction of black. We're talking about so much. But let me take the journey to black family. And these are my lessons. This rising with my ancestors, they're telling me family. Family is so important. That was what was so important from the south right so in america a lot of a lot of times we got to remember our ancestors had the family aspect indigenously family was so important your elders were so important to keep the family together was so important right but the black family held a certain vibration when it was together you know what i mean the grandmother the mother the the wisdom it's it's a whole structure a whole power when it's interconnected and moving i the, the vision that came to me was the quilt quilt so you know how quilts they're uh you know i don't, I don't never had a my grandmother sewed but you know, when you're quilting, you're interconnected, you're connecting the threads. And that's what the grandmothers and the mothers are in this journey. They're the quilt holders. They keep it together. And that's why that song, A Man's World, he says, in a man's world, he's speaking about all the amazing parts of the man. 
And you know what I love about James Brown, the song with James Brown? He, he, when he created this song, right? He was all inclusive. And that was the beauty of his message on a level of, in the times that he was in, on a uh, scale of, of having approval for the music and knowing the fame, you have to be all inclusive on that level. You cannot direct it completely to your people in those times because then you're too powerful the message and that message and this is what i'm saying for james brown he wanted to save the black he wanted to separate it the message were specifically when he's talking about the man he's talking about the white man a man's world he's talking about the white man's world he's not he's not he's 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 saying the power of the white man right but then he says, man buys the power, man something, he says about, I'm gonna find it in a song, I'm gonna play it. He, he, buy, he takes to buy other man. The man makes the money to buy other man. He's talking about slavery, enslaving other men. But the song is wholesome in the talk of man and the responsibilities of the man and the weight of the man. And this is why, and that's why I said there's a piece in here for any man that's listening. My message is today for the black man. But the piece in this message is for all men in that song. He's talking about because he had to be all inclusive. And man struggle to be a man. That's that's what the the song was about. But he he bowed to his to the woman. That's why I said this song is about the black man and woman because the black man never wanted to put his woman in a corner, never overshadowed her. So that message, because he's a black man. What else am I supposed to say? James Brown is a black man. So. It's, that's the message right there. Yes, he's all inclusive in this message about the man struggling to be a man. And yeah, this is a, a country built of man. But it wouldn't be nothing, nothing without a woman or a girl. He bows to his black woman in that song. He bows to the black woman in that song. So... Let's let's take this. I'm, I'm gonna split this apart right now. White people, historically, black white men, white women, white men and white men and women have created a uh, you know they've had a little war, a little invisible war, femininity, feminine feminism movement. And all that because white men didn't want their women to be have any power. And I'm not speaking for them. I'm just speaking historically. Women were supposed to. That's why the feminism. Black women didn't wake up the feminism movement. This was the white. The white women did this because they are the ones that wanted a voice. They feel like they have the right. Whatever the case is, this is not about them. I'm not going into that. But I'm going to tell you. And historically, the tools of feminism and why I can't, I, I get feminine, femi I get women empowerment. I'm all for women empowerment, but I do not support feminism and its movement because I know what it did to my people.
I know what it did to my grandparents. I know what it did to my great grandparents. So I can't support that ancestrally wise. I can't support it, but I do support the divine feminine and female empowerment, equal opportunity. So listen, I support that, but I'm not a feminist because I have to, at the end of the day, I know what it did to the destruction of my people. I know. So let's put us go back into the 1960s because James Brown, 1950s, 1960s, we got that music going. We got a whole black empowerment going on in the 60s. We got Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, we, civil rights movement. There's so much empowerment. You'd be proud. There was an uprising of black power that was going on between the 60s. The 60s was our time, right? It was even a time where we had, we were connecting without the internet. We were connected. We we're like, okay, Nigeria was an African bambata, even though, uh, uh. <laughs> you know, I, I try to stay out of per people's personal, um, when I'm, when I'm speaking about people and their greatness, I don't want to take the journey in def their, their darknesses, their negativity, but I'm speaking of the connection that we had into the music, into the drums, into Africa, the sixties, Muhammad Ali, I mean, come on. It, we were connecting before there was an internet to connect to. We were divinely, we had people here divinely. Our men were connecting us to our people in the sixties. They were like, hey, this is what we are. This is who we are. We are proud people. We come from here. Oh, we took a plane over here. Muhammad had to, Ali went and fought. Uh, he became a world champion. I forget what country that was. Look, I said, look, but we know that. He went to Africa and that's where he was a world champion. Malcolm X went and took his pilgrimage and came back with a, dis a different perspective on um, the civil rights movement. You know what I mean? Uh, of a people, seeing how other people, how our people, how our, historically how they're living in that country. Exposure was the key to us. We were, that's why I said, they were bringing the messages back and they were like, listen, this is what's going on over there. This is what they want you to know over here. And they're coming back and they're with the words because they're on this platform because they're divinely chosen to carry these messages. This is why you can't, you can't, you can't knock what's divinely chosen. No, nothing can destroy a divine word. And even if, even if you think that they destroyed it by taking it out, I was, I was researching, um, he comes off as a radical. The Western world relates him as a radical and that he was a, um, a dictator. And I'm referencing his quote because I'm not going deep into him. But um, Gaddafi, he said after he died, like, and this is his quote, his message lives in the heart of his people. So you can kill me. You could take the physical, but my people will carry. I, I enter the hearts of my people. And I brought that up because I've been doing some research because I've been, you know, I have to do research in, 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 in my messages in my podcast when I want to look at a certain message. But he said, I, my, my, the, I live in the hearts of my people. I don't quote me quote unquote, but the message was just similar to that. Our heart is a pure space, right? 
Our heart is how we speak about this heart, how, how important it is to clear this energy in the heart, to keep it pure, to heal it. You got to keep the heart pure because I don't open my heart up to anything that's not pure or right, right? And I'm just saying this as a message in this because like I said, I stopped there because that was a message for me. And those quotes that I had found, he didn't fear death. We go to Martin Luther King Jr. He knew this. He knew the civil rights movement was going to eventually take him out. You don't think he knew? These are men with divine connectedness to, 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 to a divine calling. They know when things are going to happen. Malcolm X knew. Um, let me go back. When well, you are divinely connected to the creator, to the source. Because that's what I have to say. These are not just men. Muhammad Ali, when you are divinely connected to a source, the, 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 the highest source to the life force source, you know before anyone else knows what's, you're paying attention to the signs. But the word in entering through the hearts of the people is what's going to lasts way longer than the human body to be the human spirit now i am i'm gonna i'm gonna pause there and i'm gonna um, this is gonna be my first episode because i'm flowing right now and there's some things that i don't like to rush you know what i mean i for my own self and my podcast i like to keep them i don't i like to keep them under um, an hour recording. Um, so I'm going to close out and I'm going to come back and it's going to be a part two because it just helps me, uh, maintain my, uh, my timing, all the techno technological parts in this, but because I'm flowing, I'm coming back with a part two. Normally it takes me all do part two. No, I'm coming back. I'll be back part two. Y'all got me. If you flow in, connect, get back to it. Look for it. Part two. We're in the divine masculinity. All right. Divine masculinity, divine black masculinity. Let's get that. Yes. Peace, love, and elevation, and I'm back. I had to go and take a pit stop because I was like, I'm going into a part two of the divine black masculine. And um, I didn't expect to be flowing the way I was flowing, but I was like, oh, hold up. I got to do a part two to this because I got to continue because there's a lot of bits and pieces in this. And, you know, it's all interconnected because when I, I did an episode called Mother Wounds around Mother's Day, and this is, this is why I said it's divine choosing because Father's Day in America is coming up. I think my birthday is June 20th. So Father's Day, I believe is June 19th this year. My, my birthday either falls on Father's Day or two days before. I think it's either June 18th or June 19th this year. But it's, it's like the messages come through. It's like it's coming through at the right time. I need to honor the divine masculine, you know, really honor them. Um, but I was giving, I was speaking about previously and I'm just trying to pick up where I left off on, um, just a journey of masculinity. And I was talking about feminism and that I wasn't support. I don't support feminism because historically I know what it did to my ancestors. I know what it did to my people. I know what it did to my grandmother. 
and, and the family structure. Um, so I don't support feminism in current day society, but I do support um, woman empowerment. But anyway, get back into the gist of where I'm going with the divine masculine. I was speaking about leaders, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Um, I was just speaking about the hearts of people. That's, that's how you win when you enter the hearts of people. And then especially when your message is pure. You know what I mean? When your message is pure and you can win the hearts of your people, that's when you know. And that's why I had to say the pure message. I had to ensure that I put the staple because you can enter through the hearts of people, but with ill intentions, with manipulation, with things like that. So I have to say when the message is pure and it's to hold the people right and it's for the betterment of all mankind is to hold accountability to oppressors. That's a pure message. That's a divine message. So let's get that message right between the other messengers that use uh, propaganda and man and, and brainwashing and, and manipulation to uphold a status. Um, but I was saying that because the heart is an important tool in this journey is to, to heal it, to keep it pure. Cause like I said, those, those men, they entered through the hearts and I was speaking of New York city in my week and I was just interconnecting New York City as a, as a masculine energy in New York City. New York City is masculine. It's a divine masculine. And I, I said that the African burial grounds downtown Manhattan shows you that. And I talked about uh, my daughter's performance there. She has a performance there at the African burial grounds during um, the Juneteenth weekend. My daughter's performing at the African burial ground there. Her performance um, which is a man's world. So I was getting into the gist of the James Brown song, a man's world. And I was saying historically, he couldn't say exactly, um, black man. He couldn't separate it because he had to enter the, his message had to enter the hearts of men. Well, man, he said, man makes money to buy other men. We're talking about enslavement. We're talking about just the power of man. You know what I mean? That's what he was speaking of. And then he went into honoring that he says a man wouldn't be nothing without a woman or a girl. Right? So I'm taking this journey because I'm talking about black man, the responsibilities awaits. I'm honoring my grandfathers and their fathers, and I'm honoring the journey of man. This society will take the time to strip a man, a black man down to his knees, but they rarely take the time to uphold him. They barely, barely hold, they, they, this society expects, it expects man to be immortal in his human journey to, 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 to be perfect. And if is anybody, man, woman, on this human journey, none of us are perfect. But why when a man, why would a man, why do we uphold men and we, we beat them down when they mess up really bad? You know, women don't take the same whipping as a man does. 
from society because a, a man being a man is so important in society because like i said when i entered into this message i am the strength of my family i am indestructible that's when we go into that we can talk about immortal men or men that have tapped into divine masculinity because if not you're just a man and if not your your mistakes are mistakes let me tell you <laughs> Was I go into this Mel Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, those were men when they took the platform into divine masculinity with the message, with the weight. They knew the message, their divine, their divine walk. When they knew their purpose, they had to become divine masculine. They had to be indestructible, uncorruptible. They had to. Malcolm X couldn't take that journey when he before his walk into Islam. Malcolm Martin Luther King Jr. when he was a young boy, he wasn't perfect. Yeah, his father was a preacher, but he wasn't perfect. But when they knew their purpose and the weight that they were going to be carrying of this of their people, they had to tap into divine masculinity to become indestructible, to become uncorruptible. That's what divine masculinity does. So when we're talking about everyday men, modern men, right? Hold compassion for them. Hold compassion for them. Regular men. Men that's trying to be men. Men are trying to hope to one day be divine masculine men. But just a man, a regular man, he gonna make mistakes. A regular man is gonna fall. A regular man is going, to, we have to hold spaces for them. Doesn't, doesn't mean that we make excuses for them because this is the problem in my, in my society with black men the black mother because of the historical breaking of the black family this historical trauma that black women have faced watching their sons be taken from them killed from them beat from them the worst of the worst lowest things happening to their sons black women have had a level of compassion for their sons that have almost enabled them it does not hold them accountable and that is what we have to get away from, black women. Yes, you love your sons. Yes, a mother's love for her son is a great one of the one of the greatest love a man could receive is from his mother. Because that mother's always going to be forgiven. That mother's always going to be there. Let me tell you something, and this is a little personal, and I'm not putting no identities, but there's this woman that. And I've touched on her and my mother and my mother wounds because she she brought me to tears in my mother wounds because of the pain she carries from her son being taken away from her, being murdered. She is not right. She is a, a martyr. She will die a martyr. She will die a martyr for her mother pain. That's what I state. That's my title for her in this journey is her son, despite her fault. Her drug addiction, her bad decisions, her pain, her suffering, her trauma, her darkness. Her son 
this one son she had, he loved her despite her faults. And they had this bond. And he was killed by the police. And um, she ain't been right since. And I honor her pain. You know, I honor her pain. I honor any mother's pain that loses their sons. I have an aunt that had lost her son. And that's a pain that no mother should have to experience. And you just, you just, you got the strength to go on. But something, your heart just ain't the same anymore. It just don't beat the same anymore without that son. So I hold space and compassion on the highest level for mothers that have lost their sons. I will defend a mother and her grieving. When I know the story, I will defend it. You don't know what that woman, that woman has been, you don't know that woman's story. And you, and I suggest if you don't know her story, you need to shut up. Don't judge it. But I'm speaking about that mother connected with her sons. And, and, and sometimes, and especially in black women, we have so much compassion for our sons, whether they're wrong or right, that we forget that they got to be men in this world. They have to stand against this world. They have to stand. Black men have to stand. They have the weight of the world on their shoulders. You cannot have time for weakness in bringing your sons up in this world. This world is not necessary. This world ain't for them, first of all. This, this world ain't for the black man. Let me take that back. The world is for them. But society isn't. When I say the world, I'm talking about energy, spiritually. The world is for you, black man. The world got your back. Yeah, it might be beating you down. The society, the structure, the things, the things that are against you. The man, and James Brown, the man. It, yeah, it might be against you, but the world ain't. The world got you. That's why you're still here. That's why you still fight. That's why you still persevere. The energy does not die. The energy does not die. You got a place here, black man. You have a place here. I don't care where you're at, what your lowest state in, in your world right now, whatever you're going through, whatever mistakes you have made, you have a place here. You can pick yourself up. Because your mother loved you. And it, and if your mother loved you, ain't nobody can tell you nothing. But I'm going to tell you also, mothers sometimes don't hold us y'all accountable. Mothers as mothers, we don't always hold our sons accountable. And that's when we create weak men. But I'm telling you, anything weak can be strong. Right? You might be at a weak state. You might have made some mistakes. You might have, but you're still here. My muscles, I start working out, I'm going to get weak. But if I keep building up and working out, my muscles are going to get strong. So ain't not, no per, you need, ain't nothing permanently weak, but ain't nothing permanently strong either. Undestructible takes a certain type of discipline, a certain type of focus to be undestructible and uncorruptible. You got to have, you have to have tunnel vision as a black man in this world. You have to step, you have to want divine masculinity. That's a journey. It's a war against the black man. 
a war against the black family that has started since the 60s. The war has already started, but when they really came for war for us, it was the 60s and 70s because of that rising that happened in the 60s and the 70s. Drugs started to infest. Wars happened. And even though wars are always happening, they used black men. There was a war against the black family going on in the 70s. And even though there was war in, uh, we could talk about the Vietnam War, that war, it, it had two sides. Yeah, white man and his power. White man always going to war with somebody, right? Right now he's going to war with himself in Ukraine. Um, but they said, why not? That draft, just like they did in the Civil let's talk about the Civil War. We can go back because history has a tendency to repeat itself. Um, they were losing that war. You remember that? Liberals were losing their war. And they needed they needed to win that war. Who helped to win the war? Black men. And Abraham Lincoln signed a promise that if black men came to fight in this war, they would be benefit from it, their freedom, right? It, we are, if you don't know, do some historical checks. Civil rights, the Civil War wasn't about enslavement. It was about resources. It was about resources. It was about um, the South being upset with the North for industrialization. The, the money. It was about a little war about money and and industrialization. It was taking place that the South was like, "You taken from us." It wasn't about black lives, black men. It wasn't about anything about black people. We were just, you got, you got to give an incentive to get us to do something. You know what I mean? And what other incentive can you get a black man to do to motivate him is freedom and his family. Freedom for himself and his family. That will always motivate a black man. So let's go back to the Vietnam War. Right? That worked for them okay let's draft these black men well if you can volunteer you make it even better you know and my grandfather he was i think a, i believe he was world war ii veteran i'm not sure don't quote me on that but he was also vietnam um so I say that because that war divided our family. The drafts divided our family. The drafts took our, took our men over there for a senseless war and created trauma, unnecessary trauma for our men. And they came back home because there was heroin over there. They came back home. I'm numbing their pain it was heroin, this new drug. Now they're heroin addicts. They're traumatized. You've got to numb the pain after trauma somehow, some way, because we didn't have the mental health feel that we have now. And it damn sure didn't care. When did the medical feel ever care for black people, right? So now you just come home. Now you got a broken, traumatized man that's drinking. Now he's got heroin, Al Green music and heroin. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know where that came from. Al Green music and heroin coming down, right? Now, I mean, in the 70s, we got prohibition, alcohol. That was prohibition was around the time with my grandfather. He told me, my mother's father sat with me and told me about alcohol and how they bootleggers and everything like that between the 60s and 70s. So you got 
alcohol, black men. That's why I said uncorruptible. It's so important not to be able to be corrupted. And they use drugs and alcohol as a weapon against the black family. Now the black woman, she don't get along with her husband now. Now she want him out. Now you got the feminism moving going on and you see how these white women and they're fighting for this and that was another weapon used against us. We have so many weapons used against us. Then we come into the 80s. They're like, oh, it's working, 70s. Okay, we got Martin Luther King. We got Mar Malcolm X out of here. Okay, we getting things the way we need to get. These black people, their weakness. Black people's weakness is materialism. You can't, first of all, we come from Mansum, the kingdoms that we have in Africa, the jewels that we have in Africa, that, that shit is just in us. I don't care. Black people like to be fly. So another weapon is materialism, money. Show them this life. Show them what they can have. Show them these white women. Show them what this power is and what they can have if they have this. So we just had so much shit between the 70s and 80s. And then the 80s was like, okay, we got the black power movement out. Now they're, now they're corrupted. Now the family, the fathers are not there anymore. They're either dead. They're either mentally ill. They're either died of AIDS because you had shooting up and heroin in the 70s. Or they're just fucking bums. Or they just laugh because they couldn't get along with their woman. And now we're in the 80s and now we're in the 80s and there's no men in the house. The women are with this feminism, white woman feminism, black women are with this feminism shit that they feel they can be, oh, I can do this, I can get this and I don't need no man. Or they doing things material while just to get their man. Whatever the case is, I don't know how the story went, but I now I know that when we talk about the 80s, 70s, going into the 80s, we got crack cocaine, crack cocaine now. And what, what community does that hit the most? Black people. So I'm gonna stop right there because I just need to tell y'all about how we got where we're at. Why are black men aren't shit? If that's what y'all wanna say, because I don't believe that, but I'm gonna quote that. Black men ain't shit, black men are weak, black men this, black men that, right? because they're traumatized they've been through a lot they wasn't even really raised by their fathers we're talking about generations in the 70s and 80s and that's where the compassion has to come in this is not excuses to hold them to not be accountable because people know right from wrong but if you're a weak man and you have no guidance how to be a strong man this is the outcome of it so this, 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 this journey, this episode was about having compassion for our black men at their lowest, remembering their strength, their perseverance, remembering that, that divine masculine is the key to immortality in the, as a man, the divine masculine is immortal because he is impenetrable. He is not able to be he won't he has he, he won't be able to be killed he will not be killed because his he touches the hearts of his people and he lives on the goal for you as a black man is to become a divine masculine your goal in this journey 
is to be the strength of your family. Your goal to not sell short, to, to have moral aptitude that is completely like, I don't care for nothing. I'm not bought. I'm not sold. Stand what they say. You stand for nothing. You'll fall for anything. You have to stand for something. That is your goal here. And I'm speaking to my man. Not my man personally. Because my man, look, <laughs> let me get, let me get off that side. My man is a man. I got a real man. So I'm not speaking to my man. I'm just have to, yeah, I had to put that out there. Because <laughs> I got a real man. So just saying, my man understands very much well. And I always build my man up. I'm not going to say sometimes as a woman you get emotional, you get carried away. But I always, I'm always there regardless of what my man goes through. I'm building my man up because I know what kind of man I have. But let me get off of that now because it's my heart chakra speaking. Let me go into the left back into my, I want to say my man, my men. My black man. Listen to me because I'm about to end this out. You are purposeful. I don't care where you're at, what point in life you have taken, you can rise. We have done it so many times. The energy of the black men in this country, in this world right now, they, it doesn't die. You got men, you got the energy of our ancestors on you. And if it helps you, connect to these ancestors just these men because this is this is the this is what i'm telling you they might not have been able to guide you here but on these other planes ancestral realm whatever you want to call it they know what it is now they, they got the wisdom Tap into your ancestors when you need that strength when you need to to come back redemption Tap into your ancestors. Heal, heal your ancestors. And that's just sitting with them. That's just trying to get to know them. It's not, it's not a whole, you know, I don't want, I don't like that. And, and I think social media, because of imagination, uh, we, we put on this whole, like, oh, you got to do. No. Connecting to your ancestors. You don't got to know a specific mantra language to do this as spells. You're, all you need is an open heart and an intention. And if you sit with an open heart and intention, say a prayer, always ask God to guide you and connect you. Say a prayer and you watch how you connect and you watch the things. And when, and when I say connect, it's not always like you're going to hear a voice. Like, oh my God, a ghost. No, it's an idea in your head. Sometimes that's the message idea in your head, something in your heart and, and, and just try to pay homage to your ancestors i always say they don't need anything from us the only thing they need from us is to honor them to recognize them they want to help you on this journey so for my black men that have gotten that have fell weak i'm speaking to you you're going to get back up you got to believe you're going to get back up because this ain't the first time you fell you've been falling a lot but you're undestructible once you become uncorruptible, you're undestructible. So you got to stay focused. You have to have tunnel vision. You have to have good intentions. You have to have high standards, high morals, because then you will become undestructible and uncorruptible. I love you, black man. 
Your black woman loves you. She's there. Recognize her. Remember, ain't nothing, nothing without a woman or a girl. Honor her. When we fall short of that and don't remember that, go back to your mother. That mother is the most important woman in your life. What would you be without your mother? So the same way you feel and how I know that hits your heart, right? The same way you feel about your mother, that woman in your life that is there for you, that you might can't get along with, that you might bump in heads with, whatever the case is. You remember how your mother is and you remember that love she has for you and, and, and what she expects from you is the same thing your woman expects from you. I mean, but if you can remember your mother and how much you love your mother and remember that's the same energy that you have for her, you should be having for the woman in your life. And I'm speaking now when I speak about men that don't have that connection to their mother. Work on that. Heal that. Because I, I'm telling you, if you're willing to take the journey to everyone and with an with a open heart and compassion, that's the thing. Heal yourself. But you can only heal yourself if you understand their stories. It helps. I'm not going to say don't make it right, but it helps to take some of that guilt that what you did to me off. It, it helps to take their journeys to connect with them. So for the, the ones that didn't get mothering, that didn't have a wholesome mother due to her own journeys, heal from that. That is an important, that mother wound experience, you have to heal from that in order to honor any woman. You cannot be in a relationship with a woman wholesomely in a, in a divine love a, a higher vibrational relationship until you recognize your pain in your mother womb. It, it, it takes a, a higher intellect to do that. A special person to not, to just say they are who they are and it's not my journey. It takes that divine masculine to be able to do that. And, and if you're not that, you got to look at yourself. You got to look at what caused you to have this pain. Was it the mother neglect? Was it, you know, abuse? Whatever the case is, we got to forgive. We got to heal. And we have to focus on getting to the divine masculine because that is what's going to save us in these times that we are in right now. Divine masculine men are the answer. Now, I'm out. Peace, love, and elevation. I love this episode. I'm so grateful, grateful, grateful that I was able to connect to you guys. I hope, please leave me some comments, DM me, whatever the case is. My Gmail is string of pearls, um, string of pearls at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram. Um, DM me, string of pearls, Perina. I just would love to hear from you, specific, specifically about this episode. I love you, and I'll see you again. Peace out.